Hello! I know I'm interrupting, but before this podcast, 3CR has an important public service announcement. Currently, we are running our annual Radiothon, where we ask for your donations to keep community broadcasting alive. We rely on your support to keep media alternative. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. And with that done, I hope you enjoy your show. And you're tuned in to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. Thanks to Encyclodalia for the last hour. You can check Encyclodalia out at 3cr.org.au and support their um, Radiothon as well as ours because it's all for 3CR Community Radio. Um, I'm Iris and I'm joining the studio here with Frank. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. Um, unfortunately, um, Taz and Tracy couldn't make it in today, but they would love to be there here if they could have made it in. Um, yeah. So we've got a show today that we're going to cover some past shows. Frank is going to talk about some comics and we're raising money for 3CR Community Radio. We're powering Radical Radio. You can call Queering the Air up on 94198377 to pledge your support um, to keep Radical Radio on on the air. Um, but before going to m- more Radiothon stuff, I'm just going to give an acknowledgement of country that we're broadcasting on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples here in Melbourne. Sovereign, indigenous sovereignty was never been ceded. Genocide and colonisation are ongoing. I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and future. Um, yeah. And at, so just locating myself as a white non-indigenous person, one of the important areas of indigenous solidarity in the last bit that I've talked about in this program at the moment has been around the Japarong Trees campaign, which is stopping Vic Roads from demolishing sacred land and trees near Ararat. And an update on that is um, the government's agency has extended the agreement not to start works until the 26th of June. So after, so yeah, around 26th of June, think about um, supporting the camps that are ongoing there in case the government makes an attempt to evict them. Yeah, um, so that's one thing there. So, should we talk about why are we on 3CR? Yeah, um, I think that's a great idea. Definitely have some thoughts about that. So, how do you get involved in 3CR? Um, well, in regards to myself, it was last year, June 2018, which was actually around the same time of the Radiophon. Um I saw an, uh, I think I saw an ad for Karenia that was posted around Facebook. Um, it was uh, showed up on my feed, and I thought I'd give it a go. Um, I actually used to be a DJ prior to this. Um, not DJs in radio jockey, more DJs in like a uh, hip hop DJ. Um, so I was kind of familiar with audio production and that sort of thing. Um, but I was a bit nervous. But I thought, well, give it a go. Um, I sent an email about myself. Um, ended up meeting up with with Iris and uh yeah Iris uh, interviewed me on the very first show that I did which was pretty cool um and the next show I did I um sort of gradually eased into it um I did some training I started off just by finding guests guests interview so I interviewed um my first guest that I interviewed uh was Miranda Sparks who is a who's a, a writer and uh, a comic creator and that was um that was great to have that opportunity and 
yeah, and I just uh, just completely fell in love with uh, radio and the show in general. So, um, yeah, I'm still here a year later, and I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Um, I got involved, I think, around three years ago, but I'm a long-time listener of 3CR. Um, actually, I listened to this, like, three, um, to Queering the Air really before I knew, like, queer communities or was, it, like, a member of them. Um, Queering the Air started in 2012, so it's not as um, as long broadcasting as some of the other programs here on 3CR. Um, so, yeah, I was a long-time listener learned a lot from many of the programs there's over 400 volunteers here it's pretty incredible all the all the programs covering so many issues if you haven't had a look at the program grid check out 3cr.org.au and go to the program grid and 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 it's radio on radiothon show and i just want to again plug the ways that you can donate the number 94198377 and you can text sms if you can't phone call on um, you can text your pledge at 0488-809-855 and go to 3cr.org.au slash donate to donate there. And we also have a Give Now page on our Facebook and Twitter you can check out. Um, one thing I just remembered, the first track was Electric Fields with 2000 and whatever, and I saw them last night at the Northgate Social Club. They were amazing, amazing duo. Check them out out yeah um how about we cut to an excerpt of a sh- of one of the programs i did I think around august last year this was with um a letter mountain who's a bunjalung sister girl and she was talking about her fight for justice for black deaths in custody so how about we chuck to that now you're tuned into queering the air on 3cr community radio Ring up a 94198377 to keep us on air. And we'll go to some pledges soon as well. Pleasure of interviewing Aletta Mountain. She's a Bunjalong sister girl, also known as Liz Lily. And I interviewed her over the phone recently on her fights for justice against this racist and trans hating prison system and her important fundraiser, which I encourage anyone with some spare was just yeah please dig in and donate to her she's such a generous person and deserves support so i'm just going to play the interview i met a letter at the lgbtiq women's conference that was held a few weeks ago how did you find the conference um i found that conference very embracing i met a lot of lovely people a lot of lovely women there that i thought that i wouldn't meet before um and i did a lot of speeches so i i found it very interesting being there in melbourne my first time and meeting up with all the beautiful people and talking about different situations yeah you're really awesome thanks for giving so much that conference could you Tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my name's Elita Adelaide Manton. Um, I was born in 1987 in a place called Lemon Tree Cottage, New South Wales. Um, we then moved to Ballina, New South Wales, where at 10 years old, I lost the only woman I ever loved. That was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And the week that I lost my grandmother, I put a dress on and I didn't take it off. Mm-hmm. 
um, a part of me knew that when she was gone, that, like, because I, I loved my grandmother, but I was scared of my father. So when I knew my grandmother had gone, that I knew I was safe, that I could sort of run out of my closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. Um, I was also the first transgender in the world to ever be accepted into Australia's homes on Parramatta Road after being savagely hurt in a boys' homes called Cobham in the back of Sydney. Mm. So this was in the 90s? Yeah, this was in the 90s, darling. Yeah. Mm. So I've, I've been through a bit, but um, I've always learned to turn my negative into positive positivity mm-hmm. so what I can do now to sort of talk about jail and talk about um, how I felt being young in the system and that there's been no justice and mm-hmm. for black deaths in custody and that was an excerpt from a show from August 2018 I did with Aletta Manton she still has a fundraiser up that we're posted on a Facebook page for health needs. Um, so check that out. And if you've just tuned in, you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. We're powering Radical Radio right now because um, it's Radiothon time, isn't it, Frank? It most certainly is. It's our favourite time of the year. And how can we support um, Queering the Air and why should we support it? Um, well, you'll support it because we discuss a whole lot of really interesting uh, issues related to the queer community and we try to foster voices that normally aren't heard on mainstream uh, media. So it's it's just a great show to be a part of and it's a great show to listen to. So, you know, by all means, uh, definitely donate. Um, so if you want to donate, you can call 9419 8377 or you can donate online at freecr.org.au. And if you don't have the time to call, you can SMS your pledge of support to 0488 809 855. Yes, and we have a number of pledges already. How about we get into the pledges? Mm, that sounds excellent. Cool. So we've got a pledge from Jackie Brown, who's pledged uh, $10. Uh, thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you. Uh, we've got another one, uh, Mr. Clive B. on air, Clive, who has pledged uh, $50. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and we've also got one from uh, George Maxwell, who's pledged about $20. And George Maxwell presents on Tuesday breakfast. Thank you, George. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, let's see. We've got one from our very own MV uh, Vescu. Vis- Vis- <laughs> I'm so sorry, MV, if I've mispronounced that. Please forgive me. Um, he's, uh, they've pledged about $30. $30. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, MV is a, the newest part of Queer in the Air and also does In Your Face, also on FreeCR. Um, yeah, just finished up with In Your Face. Um, thanks so much, MV, for helping out with some support with Queer in the Air now. Um, mm-hmm. Who else do we have? Um, we've also got Sally Goldner from Out of the Pan. Yeah, and uh, on, yep. on that, yeah, In Your Face, Out of the Pan, these are some of the LGBTIQ programs here on 3CR Community Radio. And even in the community radio sector, you won't find the sort of voices and sort of radical issues that 3CR um, highlights. You won't you won't find it anywhere else. So it's really important to call up on 94198377. Or SMS your pledge. You don't have to 
pay yet, you can just pledge your support to When You Can Pay It, 0488 809 855. And, and it's, that, it's a tax t- time of year, so anyone that pays income tax, why would you want to pay more tax to the Morrison government? Instead, you should be directing your taxes, income tax, to community radio, like 3CR Community Radio. Um, I think like, those rules are set up to like advantage really rich people, but we should use them to advantage our independent community-owned media, such as 3CR Community Radio. Hmm. Who else do we have? Uh, yep, we've got um, Rachel Ma... Ma- I'm, I'm so sorry if I've mispronounced that. Um, but uh, they've pledged about $10, so thank you very much. Um, we've also got Anjali Wa- Wali Singh, I believe. Um, thank you. Yep, so that uh, they've pledged $50. Thank you so much. Um, we've also got one from uh, Brahmi Kumar. Uh, they've pledged about $30, so thank you very much. It's very generous. Um, and I think there was one more. I think you missed... I think my mum made a donation. Did you miss that? <laughs> I think so. Uh, Maria Lay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, pledged about $150, which is most generous. Thank you so much. It's very, very appreciated. Um, yeah. So, so next for you, um, we're going to be playing some more excerpts. But if you just tuned in again, the number to call is 94198377. 94198377 to support 3CR Community Radio. We rely on community support to keep going, to keep bringing you radical radio here on 3CR. Um, the next excerpt is from. Um, an episode, a program I did interviewing um, members of In Sickness and Stealth, which the members were um, Jessica Abashi and Fox Smolder, and they talked about a lot of things to do with disability, cross- chronic illness, and mental illness, which um, is like what In Sickness and Stealth is about. You should check them out on their Facebook. Yeah, I think the work we do is really important because of that. It gives people a space to sort of be themselves and not think about some of the other um, things going on in their lives that maybe they're struggling with. Um, I remember the like first event, first exhibition we did, we had two ladies who were part of it who both had Lyme's disease and just hearing them talk about how difficult it was to be on disability pension or trying to even get on to disability pension because the disease is not um, recognised in Australia and, like, how thankful they were to actually have the space to express themselves and, um, yeah, feel comfortable in the exhibition that we did, um, which was quite small and intimate and, yeah. Um, Yeah. But also as... um to create spaces which can be continued frameworks to have resistance and protests. Like, I think we need to be protesting this stuff and people and people definitely are already. Um, so we try to use our Facebook page just as a thing of when we can't make it down to something to be able to promote it and um, keep the discourse going. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think to finish off, um, I was... Um, yeah, I just want to ask, what would you like to see more of in queer communities? Um, 
in queer communities. Um, I think having events at spaces that you don't have to go up several flights of stairs yeah. for would be <laughs> like just an immediate thing. Um, not have, having a range of events that aren't always on at night. Um, mm. Not just accepting that everything, like that you have to pay a million dollars to get into things. Um, yeah. Less drinking. I mean, you said one thing, yeah, but I'm just like, go on. Um, But also I think trying to actually work with people with disabilities and chronic illnesses and mental illnesses in the organising of events, like it's no good to do your consultation after you've set up the event and someone's like, oh, that's a bit shit, and you change one thing or you put an apology in. Like if you want those people to be there you've got to do that from the start yeah um yeah i would like to see more events in accessible spaces which is difficult because we live in a city that is very inaccessible i think um even transport and things like that is sort of quite inaccessible for certain people um yeah i think i would like to see more of an intersection between artists with disability and chronic illness and mental illness and the queer community. I feel like there's a bit of a separation there. Um, mm. Yeah. And that was Jessica Abashi and Fox Smolder from In Sickness and Stealth. Check them out on Facebook for um, their amazing collective building community for all the intersections of disability, chronic illness, queer people, queer people of colour. Check them out. And you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Iris and I'm joined with Frank in the studio. It is our Radiothon show and um, Radical Radio doesn't come for free. We need your pledges to keep on air. We still have a a fair way to go. We need people to ring up on 94198377 or text in at 0488 809 855 or go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate, or check out our social media and find the Give Now page. Awesome. So um, just before we get to the next part of the show, we've got a few more pledges to read out, and so we shall do so now. So the first is from Anna Mack, who has kindly donated uh, $30 to us. Thank you so much, Anna. The next pledge is from James McKenzie, who has pledged uh, $10. Thank you so much, James. Uh, Let's see. The next one, we've actually got a listener all the way from the Netherlands, which is pretty amazing. Um, It's uh, someone called uh, Gabriel, Gabriel, who has pledged $30. Thank you so much. And the last one is by Aidan Calabria, who has pledged about $10. So thank you so much for those uh, very generous pledges. Yes, thanks to everyone that's donated on 3CR Community Radio. Um, Yeah, do you want to just talk about one of... As, as review one of the scenes you've read recently. Awesome. So as part of my role on Crew in the Air, I tend to showcase a lot of like zines made by queer creators, as particularly ones that don't get a lot of mainstream uh, coverage by the media. So um, yeah, I've got a few here and I'm going to review one of them now. So the first is we and are... Yeah, sorry? Um, we've just had a, um, a donation from Emily Never. 
Oh, for ten dollars. Cool. Emily is a dear, dear friend of mine, and we interviewed uh, her on the show last year. So thank you so much, Emily, if you're listening. You're the best. Thank you so much. Awesome. So cool. Uh, so the first scene that I'm going to review is "We Are All Very Tiny Animals Laying in the Grass with the Sun on Our Bellies" by Gemma Flack, who some of you might know as they have a very strong presence here in the zine and comic world um, in Melbourne. So I picked up this scene at the Sticky Zine Fair earlier this year, and it's a small A6 publication about our presence in the world and feeling uh, very connected to nature. And I guess with with all the news lately on um, the state of the planet itself. It's definitely very relevant. Um, So it's done in the form of a poem with verses juxtaposed underneath some truly beautiful hand drawings of various uh, flora and fauna and animals, Um, just some really nice, delicate, um, very cute drawings, um, almost almost done with, um, I think think it might be Copic uh, Copic markers, um, which have this real sort of nice watercolour, pastel kind of feel to them. Um, So yeah, so, and one uh, such verse in the zine that actually really sticks to me is... Um, I like to remember that in the grand scale of the planet and the universe, I am just a tiny animal here for a very short time. This line of thinking doesn't work for everyone, but feeling so insignificant makes me feel a certain freedom. So, yeah, um, Gemma has a very distinctive style, and honestly, just like about anything else they do, this is well worth picking up. So you can buy a copy at their website, which is Gemma Flack. That's uh, G-E-M-M-A-F-L-A-C-K dot com. And you can visit their Instagram on at Hey Gemma Flack. That's one word. And yeah, and you can also get a tattoo from them because they do that on the site as well. Awesome. Um, and and I think we need some more money. I can hear some money in the background there. Um mm. We need, we've still got a long way to go. I want to hear more money ringing on the phone lines. 94198377. 94198377. Um, or you can SMS your pledge at 0488 And you don't have to have the money on you now. You can just pledge your support. Um, we'll follow that up another time when you have the money. So even if you, sh- you can't pay right at the minute... Just pledge your support, and that helps 3CR stay on air and gets us closer to our $250,000 target. And we have a target for Queering the Air as well, where um, we've still got more than halfway to go to reach our target, so we really need your support and to spread the word. Awesome. Can you go to another zine? uh, Yep, absolutely. So the second zine that I'm reviewing is a little zine called The Stimulants, uh, The Stimulants Lemmy, which I'm assuming is part of a longer running series. It's actually by an artist and friend of mine known uh, simply as Verity, who is part of uh, the Zine Gang Distro, which is the same zine collective that I'm a part of. So it's a short, funny little comic about a cigarette called uh, Nick, a takeaway coffee called Joe, and a... um, well, let's say a bag of illicit substance called Charlie. And they live together in an apartment where all hilarity ensues. It's uh, it's definitely a very tongue-in-cheek comic, and it kind of reminds me of um, that show Aqua Teen Hunger Force from Adult Swim, which was decade ago. Wow. Uh, anyway, um, Verity's illustration style is very simple with two panels per page, um, but I think it works, and there's a lot of humour throughout. Um, so if you'd like a copy, you can visit Verity's Instagram at at uh, 
Verity. So it's uh, V underscore free underscore R underscore one underscore T underscore Y. So um, yeah, check out the stimulants uh, at, at, uh, by Verity. So uh, yeah, thank you for Verity to making such a great little book. Yes, thanks. Um, unfortunately, things are very quiet in studio. I can't hear much happening on the lines. There's not many people ringing in. You can tune in. You can, no, you can call up 3CR 94198377 to give us your money because it's Radiothon and Radical Radio doesn't happen for free. We, we're powered by community support. 3CR since 1976 um, has been here in Melbourne. Um, the seat, like fostering, fostering is the wrong word, but sending out the seeds of dissent. Um, this is a vital institution, and we need community support. Um, and I'm Iris, and I'm joining the studio with Frank. If you just tuned in, awesome, so cool. And it's yeah, it's been a while since we mentioned the other ways to donate as well. Mm-hmm like at 3cr.org.au slash donate and on our social media, find Queering the Air at Facebook and Twitter. Mm. Cool. All right. Um, so I will do another review of a zine that I have picked up. So the next zine that I'm reviewing is the latest installment of uh, Garbage Bags by Clear Chiller, who is also a friend of mine. Garbage Bags is a sort of an autobiographical series which explores various issues such as mental illness, uh, disabilities, and all kind of other related uh, uh, material like that. So this issue is titled Blood, and it's about dealing with periods with the main character experiencing them from a teenager up until the present day as an adult where um, she experiences various uh, doctors uh, diagnose different problems uh, such as uh, menorrhage, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that, and gluten allergy, but in fact is endometriosis. So the issue sort of explores the character's anger at the doctors dismissing the pain as well as uh, towards her own body for, I mean, in her words, attacking itself. And so this can be quite a harrowing read. So it, and it doesn't really have a message or a moral at the end. It sort of just explores the life cycle um, behind the pain. So it's sort of, like I was mentioning before, it sort of starts from teenager up into adult and sort of learning to live with, with the pain. Um, I, I really like Clea's uh, uh, style that she uses to draw the comic. It sort of brings to mind other local artists such as uh, Chris Gooch, who was published with Top Shelf, and Simon Hanselman, who had recently gotten a few books done with Fantagraphics overseas. And yeah, it's certainly fits in with other Australian small press publishing. So if you'd like a copy, you can email clear at clearchiller, so that's C-L-E-A-C-H-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. And her Tumblr is the same thing, clearchiller.tumblr.com. So yeah, that was Blood, Part of Garbage Bags by Clear Chiller. Definitely check it out. Cool, and if you're just tuned in, you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. It's our Radiothon show. Call us up on 94198377, 94198377, because we need your support to stay on air and power Radical Radio. Um, I think it might be time to go to another excerpt of a show. Um, very recently, Taz talked to... Alex about the Queer Language Club in Jogja, Indonesia, and we're gonna. That was in recent weeks, and 
We're going to play an excerpt from that now. And I think you've touched on, you know, the changing political situation in Indonesia and um, um, well, specifically in Jakarta. Um, maybe if you can, maybe perhaps if you can elaborate a little bit, mm. how has the situation changed, um, let's just say, in the last three years? Yeah. So I think in the past, um, I don't think that there was a culture in Indonesia of people having very, very, like, open, being very open and loud about their sexualities in the sense there wasn't giant, you know, gay pride parades and that kind of thing. But I think there was always, um, it wasn't perhaps the issue that it is today. So I think people who were queer or trans or gay or lesbian or, you know, all the beautiful people that make up, you know, human diversity were more or less able to live their lives um, in peace and, you know, um, maybe they wouldn't be... um, like open about their sexuality or gender identity. Um, But kind of there was like a certain degree of acceptance of that. I think um, that has started to change. Um, I think it really sort of, um, it really kicked off about three years ago that um, um, coming from a lot of kind of right-wing civil society groups and more conservative politicians queer people, you know, or LGBT, which is the the word that's commonly used in Indonesia, um, LGBT people suddenly became like the focal point for this moral panic. And um, yeah, I think there was kind of this kind of... And that was Alex speaking there with Taz on the Queer Language Club in Jogja, Indonesia. Support that out. And on, I mean, support that. We've shared the GoFundMe on our Facebook and Twitter. But on the line we have M Castle, I believe. Can you hear us? Yeah, hi. Hi, so lovely to hear you. Um M is a presenter on Tuesday in Thursday oh, breakfast. Me, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that I've got I messed that up all the time. I messed that up the same mistake I made. Um support What's Thursday like, breakfast. <laughs> you know how I've been it for a while there when you searched on Google for Thursday breakfast three C R it would come up as did you mean Tuesday breakfast? And I think we've finally gotten over this barrier and Tuesday and Thursday are now equal in our algorithm. Um, but yes, definitely Thursday breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're both such good shows. Um, yeah. And you did so, so good on your Radiothon as well. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, we met our target, which was great. I thought I'd just ask you, what do you appreciate about 3CR and Queering the Air? Well, I talked about this a little bit the other day, but Queering the Air was actually my sort of gateway drug into 3CR. Um, So the very first time I ever came on radio was on Queering the Air with Frankie, who was a past broadcaster with your show, um, about a year and a half ago or something like this. And um, they got me on to have a chat about uh, homo-nationalism in the Yes campaign around the time of the marriage equality for the site. Um, and I, you know, I just like yacked on for an hour or something and I was hooked. And then I think I came back in to do another interview a couple of months later and that's when Gab recruited me for breakfast. And it's been, I mean, there goes my Thursday mornings ever since. Um, so I feel very grateful to Queering the Air always um, for that reason. But also I just think that the the stories that you cover and like amplify and uplift are really incredible, particularly because they're not just single-issue queer and trans stories. They're always 
bringing in all the many, many other issues and factors that intersect with our queer and trans lives. Um, and you really, you know, create space for them and create community around them as well. And the team that puts on Queering the Air and has done in the past and continue to do in the future, I just have utmost respect for. Um, so, yeah, much, much love for Queering the Air. And please keep up the good work. And everyone, donate to Queering the Air. They're the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you so much for that ringing endorsement. And you can yeah. call us up at 94198377. 94198377. I thought I'd just, yeah, touch a little bit more on the article you wrote in New Matilda on the Homo Nationalism of the Yes campaign. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Just sum it up for listeners who might not have thought about that. All right, look, I'll give it my best shot, but I'm also quite sick at the moment. I wrote it quite a while ago, but maybe we can have a proper chat in the show about it some other time. But just yep. as a sort of like mini synopsis, um, I guess at the time of the um, marriage equality plebiscite, I became incredibly frustrated at the ways in which the Yes campaign wasn't really looking critically at itself. It was it was talking a lot about racism and nationalism in the No campaign. You know, there was a lot of um, far-right folks who were really jumping on the No campaign and there was a lot of, like, really necessary and worthwhile outrage around that. But what was... What received a lot less attention um, in the media or in public debate was the way in which the the Yes campaign, the campaign for marriage equality, also really relied on nationalism, and not just nationalism, but the sort of the whole package that went up with that. So whiteness and middle classness and cisness and not straightness, but you know, like all these sort of other normative values um, that you'd see in the, for example, in the advertisements um, for the Yes campaign, or in the way that you know, the arguments often sort of became like, we queers are just like you. You know, let us have marriage because we're just like you. Um, we also want to subscribe to these ideals of uh, a white normative nationalist um, lifestyle, lifestyle, so to speak. And what wasn't sort of critiqued or questioned was who was left out of that and the many, many, many people and communities that were actively excluded from that um, that ideal or image, I guess. And so, yeah, I, I really relied upon... Um, there's a really rad queer theorist from the States called Jasper Poir um, who writes about homo-nationalism. She also draws on Lisa Duggan's work, um, which looks at the way that, I guess, um, nationalism or patriotism or love for the country intersects with um, mainstream lesbian and gay LGBTIQ movement. So, you know, we often hear about pinkwashing, for example. And so the way, I guess, yeah, pinkwashing and nationalism come together, that's where we sort of get this term homo-nationalism. Um, so, yeah, I guess the article was sort of just an attempt to try and talk about homo-nationalism in Australia around that time um, in, the, in the campaign for the yes vote. But what I would... I've actually... Um, I've always wanted to have a sort of like opportunity to reflect, you know, I guess we're what we're like a year and a half on now um, and to sort of do a bit of a like, where are we now? I've thought about maybe doing a special broadcast. Actually, maybe I'll pitch this to you right now. Maybe Thursday <laughs> Breakfast and Queering the Air could do like, could co-host a, a special broadcast and sort of look at, you know, where are we now in terms of these sorts of ideas, you know, given we've got marriage equality, like what does that actually mean? What like what sort of conversation is there around homo-nationalism and, and whiteness and normativity um, in, you know, queer discourses um, in so-called Australia. So, anyway, I would like, yeah, 
that's something I would love to do one day. Mm. If any of you would love to get on board, maybe we could do that. <laughs> yeah, let's chat about that, that, that some more some other time. I yeah. thought the other thing that frustrates me is there's so many, how like the marriage, the Yes campaign stuff is like centered as like the issue that people are doing all this organizing and it erases all the other things that people are doing. Oh, and yes. it was never the most important issue for the people at the margins. Um, but I won't talk about this issue anymore because it's Radiothon time and yeah. um, thanks for joining me. Money to raise. <laughs> and we have lots of money to raise. How much can I ask? What, what target are you, where are you at at the moment? Um, our target is $1,100 and and it's being updated right this second, but we're around the half, we're a bit less than halfway through through to 1100 so call us up on 94198377. Yeah, thanks for joining us today in Queering the Air, um, and Before you kick me off, I will also pledge 20 bucks. Yeah, thank you. So that brings no us... Closer to our target. Thanks so much for your support. <laughs> and all listeners, do jump on your phones now, get online, and do tip in to this amazing show that keeps Korean trans voices on the air. Thanks, Em. Bye. Have a good day. <laughs> and you can tune in to Em on Thursday breakfast every Thursday morning from 7 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And, yeah, we should go through some of the ways people can donate to support Radical Radio. Um, things are a bit quiet on the line right now. Need to hear more of that money ringing. Um, more of the people on the line would be really appreciated right now. 94198377. Or, or SMS your pledge at 0488809855. 0488809855. Or you can donate at... Online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate, 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Or send your check or money order made out to 3CR at P.O. Box 1277, Collingwood Vic 3066. Next, we're going to be going to an excerpt from a show Frank made. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yep, sure. Um, just before we do that, I've got uh, we've got two more pledges, and I'm going to read out. So the first is by uh, Shane McGrath, who has pledged uh, ten dollars. Uh, thank you so much, Shane. Shout out to Shane. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, and the next is by Emily McKenzie, who has donated about twenty dollars. So thank you so much, Emily. Um, yeah. Um, what? Except, should we play first? Okay. Well, one of the one of the shows that I really enjoyed doing was uh, I did one uh, which I interviewed Ruby Susan from the Melbourne Bisexual Network and Remy Hooper, who is part of the uh, the queer department at La Trobe University. And in this in this excerpt, I sort of um sort of um highlighted a part about like uh bi inclusion as well as non binary inclusion because they're both non binary. Um and yeah, it was just a great conversation. So um. Yeah, have a have a listen. Helping other bisexual folks. Um, so I'm a member, yeah. like I'm a member of the uh, the the bi community of Melbourne group on Facebook. Um, that sort of helps other bisexual people um, connect with each other. I was actually introduced um, to it by my partner Iggy J. Um, uh-huh. and you know, it was, it was just at a really, um, really rough time, like sort of like with, you know, feeling like about my sexuality, about my gender. So like 
what's been getting me through other Facebook groups, like being yeah. connected, yeah, being connected with other queer people, and um, that in particular was really important. So, um, yeah, so the the idea of it, like it helping, you know, helping other bisexual people connect with each other, is this something that's definitely yeah. important to you? And how do you encourage this? So often, I think when no one really talks about biphobia in the greater community, in the LGBTIQA plus community, when it's really not seen as a priority, we all tend to dismiss it and our own experiences of it as just being an individual-based thing. And so having a group of people around you who are all confirming and validating your experiences can make it a lot easier to build up that sense of resilience in our own identity, which makes it a lot easier to start speaking out when people maybe often through ignorance have dismissed it or erased bisexual people and pansexual people. So I think that was where I was leaning from with that. And I also, like, I run monthly picnics and, and social events and seeing those happen as well and people just feel like they have got a community they can go to where they can bring their partner no matter what gender their partner is and where they can start to learn about our history and learn about our own, how we've self-identified for a really long time has been has encouraged me to keep moving in that direction, absolutely. I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't think it was having some benefit. And I'd say, like, the group's now reached over 800 people, so I'm feeling pretty positive around how that's going. Yeah, and I think personally, like, when I sort of realised that I was a non-binary and trans, then, like, feel it, like identifying as bi sort of became harder for me. So, like, having mm. the, like, bi network was very important to me because I could see like, oh, I can still be like non-binary and be bisexual and like identify as that and people will accept me. Cool. So that was an excerpt from one of the shows that I did featuring Ruby Susan and Remy Hooper. That was a particularly great show. I'm glad we had a chance to highlight it. So um, just a reminder that if you want to donate, uh, please do. Uh, so call 94198377. If you don't have the time to call, you can SMS your pledge of support to 0488 809 855. That's 0488 809855 and you can also donate online at freecr.org.au so um what what's the next program you're going to we're going to play um so this is actually a program that I did uh, just last month this is uh with an artist uh, called Dido J um they're a non-binary um comic artist that are also disabled and they were sort of talking about at length um being a part of the the cripple punk movement which is sort of changing the way we look at um uh changing the sort of the 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 typical stereotype of um disabled people um so yeah we're gonna play an excerpt from that right now so uh have a listen cool and and call us up on nine four one nine eight three double seven to pledge your support so, Dido, tell us about Stigmata, the publication you do. Okay, so Stigmata is a zine I started to um, about cripple punk, which is essentially a movement to um, dismantle the idea of the modelled disabled person, which is essentially quiet, doesn't doesn't make too much of a um, fuss, um, does everything right inverted commas with a disability so for instance they don't smoke they don't drink they don't take drugs they don't um they they use um they take all the medic the prescribed medications and essentially um yeah so it's the the 
was trying to spend with a good disabled person, essentially. And um, I wrote about my experiences about um, growing up disabled um, and what happened after I injured myself at a sense- shopping centre in town and um, never got my leg fixed. So that was interesting. <laughs> um, and the first issue is issue zero because I figured, well, I don't have anyone to interview. Um, I know myself better than anyone. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'll just write about my own experiences, see where that takes me. And yeah, and it's under a different name at the moment, but yeah, I can't change that because like the front cover is handwritten. Like ah, front, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Oh, well. So that was an excerpt from last month's uh, from last month's show for, featuring Dido J. Uh, thank you so much, Dido, for being on the air. You're an absolute treasure. So yeah, yeah. Um, we're reaching the end of our program. We still need your support because we have a target of one thousand one hundred dollars, and so far we've raised five hundred ten dollars and need five hundred ninety dollars from five hundred ninety dollars more from our listeners. So please. Um, if you have some money or if you don't have some money at the moment but will in the future, you can pledge your support by ringing up on 94198377. 94198377. Or you can SMS your pledge of support at 0488 you're tuned into Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your AM dial, streaming live at 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Um, yeah, We've, I've made a few posts about Queering the Air, so I thought I'd go back down when a long time ago in 2012 when I wasn't involved, but... Um, Titian, who presents on Earth Matters, who have and who should also support um, support Earth Matters, which gives you environmental and social justice um, stories on three CR and its national program. Check out Earth Matters if you haven't already. Um, and they were around in twenty twelve. One of the things Queering the Air started with was joining in um, at a protest. Um, against the police participating in Pride Parade and highlighting the sort of issues of systemic police racism. Um, yeah, there was a number of disruptions of or like protests of Pride Parade around that time, and that's that was some of the origins of Queering the Air in 2012. And before then, in this time slot, was Dykes on Mics. They um, presented in this time slot from 1995. Um, and the collective has evolved and changed a lot over the years. Um, the We Weren't Born Yesterday series was a really amazing series. You should definitely look that up if you haven't had listened to that series. Um, it was made by previous members of Queering the Air before I was involved. So there's a lot of history of Queering the Air. Um, it definitely is good to keep around, and you can keep it around by calling on 94198377. Yeah, um, I'm going to play an excerpt for another show I did. I had, I did two shows on issues around friendship, community, singledom, coupledom. They're very conversational 
This is the end of one of the conversations. And the voices here um, are Tracy and Tracy, who's also a member of Queering the Air, and Polly and myself. I'm just going to ask a closing question on what is something that really irks you around the expectations around singledom, coupledom, friendship, and you can make a, a short comment on that. And the second is, what was one thing you'd like to see change? I reckon Polly should go first. Um, I'm actually just going to answer the second question. Okay. Um, I, what I would like to see transformed is that um, the entire systems, social systems of support were kind mm. of rebuilt um, yeah. and in ways that didn't assume, assume a priority yeah. over particular forms of relationships. For yeah. example, the nuclear family with the new mother and father. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, assume, you know we could access support and services no matter what our relationships were and that we had rights in, you know, recognised rights in those relationships no matter what form they took. So that's what I would like to see. I mean, the thing that irks me most is, I guess, what I was bitching about earlier, which is when people, um, like hierarchies of um, relationships and people, yeah, I guess actively putting some some relationships above others like friendships or yeah with them but in a very almost like i know people don't do it in a menacing way but it comes across quite menacing when you're Mm. single it's really discriminatory it's discriminatory it is is discriminatory there's a really good book called singled out by bella de polo that talks i need to read that about (laughs) singleism in terms of discrimination against singles what do you do there's nothing you can do you're like okay i'm gonna find another friend it's like or, everything else. Yeah. You just cons- you try and raise it, and you keep maintaining positive connection. <laughs> um, I actually forgot the question. <laughs> uh, what is one thing that irks you around expectations around singledom, coupledom, and friendship? And what would you like to see change? Um, personally, I will talk about the immigration mm. and, um, yeah. you know, when it comes to queer people or anything around that. Um, they have this tendency that um, anyone that's queer has to have a relationship. And yeah. they. I feel oh, like yeah. they do not totally. understand that this can, it's not just queer people that can be single yeah. sorry only straight, straight people, people that can be single yeah. right, but yeah. queer people can be single too because we also have relationship issues yeah. so <laughs> I mean I have so much drama around that but yeah so um, so most of the time they, they judge you or they conclude mm. a case because of the fact that you're mm. probably not in a relationship so you're probably not eligible to be, yeah. you're not queer enough, yeah. just because yeah. you're not in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. That, so discriminatory. It's discrimination. Mm. <laughs> you, you can't migrate with a, a friend. You can only migrate if you fit into like the norms of a married like relationship or something. Yeah. All these borders. And that was a previous program on singledom, coupledom, friendship, many things. Um, that I was a part of on Queering the Air last year. And it is our Radiothon program, which means we need your support on 94198377 because Radical Radio needs community support. The government's not going to fund 
um, radical voices. It's not going to fund community. Um, it's up to community to fund community radio and to keep um, community radical, community radio queerings, yeah, alive. We ne- still need your support. We're um, around halfway, a bit less than that. So we need people to call in a 94198377 or to um, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate, 3cr.org.au slash Forward, yeah, forward slash donate, or you can text us on 0488 809 855. 0488 809 855 and pledge your donation. Um, remember that donations are tax deductible. Instead of sending, if you're paying income tax, instead of sending that to the government, it goes to 3CR. It's a much better place to send some of your income tax. Um, and you don't have to. Um, if you have no money on you, you don't have to. Um, you can pledge your support, so you don't have to do the payment today. You can just make a pledge, and that will help us reach our target. Awesome. So um, I've just got a quick uh, event to spruik. Uh, as you all know, the Emerging Writers Festival is coming up, uh, starting from the 19th of June to the 29th of June. And um, as expected, there will be a zine fair at the Emerging Writers Festival. So it'll be a whole heap of um, locally made zine by re- various queer artists, including myself, because I will have a table there. That zine fair is on Saturday, the 29th of June, from 11am to 3pm. It's completely free entry and that is at the Brunswick Mechanics Institute at 270 Sydney Road, uh, Brunswick. So, yeah, come along to that. It's probably going to be a very good day. Yeah, Emerging Writers Festival, there's so many good things on. I don't have the Mm. space at the end of the show to talk about it. Um, I'm also involved in a a show called Hysterical, if you want to check that out. Um, Yeah, such an amazing thing is the Emerging Writers Festival. So almost reached the end of our show today. Thank you for listening to Queering the Air on 3CR Community Radio. I'm Iris and... I'm Frank. Yeah, and you can hear us every Sunday from 3 to 4pm. But you still have time to pledge your support to Queering the Air because we need your support on 94198377. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? Here at 3CR, we're a community radio station and you're part of that. Right now is Radiothon, when we ask our community to pitch in with a few dollars that can help keep media in the hands of our community. This year, we need to raise $250,000 to keep the station on air. Any amount that you can afford makes a big difference. And it's really easy to donate. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us power radical podcasts for yet another year. Thanks, as always, for listening.